Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Today, Kevin is going to walk us through five steps to leverage and grow your network. Hey, what's up, guys? Donnie Bovine here, CEO and founder of Success Champions Networking, hanging out with my buddy Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and genius, and we're going to dive into it. Five steps, how to leverage and grow your network. Kevin, I'm kicking it over to you, bud. Hey, so uh, this is something we get asked all the time is how do you actually leverage your network and how do you make it so it's just not a bunch of activity and there's actually results? So I put together five things that will help you do that. Uh, so the first one on my list is understand what you need and what you can give. And what do you mean? So thank you for asking. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's, you know, a lot of people go into networking with just this whole uh, really open ended concept. You know, it's like they go, it's like walking to a giant room and hoping something happens and not knowing where you need to go to get a drink or go to, you know, where the bathroom is. It's like, oh, I'm here. Things need to happen. So you, you need to understand what you need, what you're trying to get out of your networking. You know, are you looking for strategic partners? Are you looking for clients? Are you looking for introductions? Are you looking to get access to a certain person? Are you looking for access to information? Uh, and then what are you able to give? What can you provide? You know, what are your skills? How can you help other people? You know, what connections, who's in your network that you can make introductions to? And uh, it, it, it's just kind of having that self-awareness of wh what situation you're in and what you want to get done and how you can help other people get their stuff done. And I go back to my first days of, of networking. And the main thing that I wanted at an after hour event was get to the fucking bar, right? How fast can I get there? How quickly can I get a damn drink? And I just know when I first started, I had no fucking clue what the hell I was really supposed to do there. Meet their sell shit you know, or meet people and sell shit. Um, how did you go about specifically coming up with what the main goal and objective is because uh, I, I got there out of desperation. I wasn't closing deals, so I had to flip the script to, to make something work. Well, and I think that varies 
based on where you're networking and where you're at in your life. So when I was doing corporate sales and I was networking, it was all about finding clients. It was getting in front of the right people, getting introduced to the right people, um, you know, getting becoming visible. So people saw me as a resource. And it was that was my whole purpose. Uh, when I uh, became a business owner, and and uh, after I did the major shift after the deployment, now my reasons for networking changed. I was going there to network with peers, and I was looking for uh, for uh, partners that didn't do the that did the things that I didn't do that I needed to build introduce my clients to, uh, and vice versa. So it's it's really understanding what you need right then, and that could change from day to day. You know, one day I might be going and really needing clients and wanting to look for prospects and looking for potential clients and you know, partners. But the next day I might, well, I really need to figure out how to do this. And I now might be trying to find that thought leadership thing and finding someone who can answer my questions. Mm, I like that. I like that. You know, I, I, as I went into the rooms and started talking to people and figuring out, you know, uh, what I needed, um, I had to get to the right caliber of people. You know, I had to get to the people that were like legitimately out there building their businesses yep. and not just a bunch of people. So, um, this is why I quit going to the after hours, you know, because they were fun. I drank a lot, but they weren't getting me to business. So, and that leads into my number two network. Up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, so find people that strengthen your network. So you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to get out of the people who are just like you doing exactly the same things you are. And you need to move upstream. You know, you need to hang out where the successful. Is this like moving are. on up? Isn't that the name of the show? Yep. Move, uh, the low, Jefferson's. That, Jefferson's. That's Jefferson's. it. Moving on up. <laughs> One of like the <laughs> six shows that spun off from uh, Archie and Archie all Bunker. The family. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most you know, uh, most successful shows of all time. Um, yeah, but how do you find the moving on up? I mean, I I ended up joining the private clubs. I ended up joining you know associations. You know, I I, I listened to one of our episodes a lot too long ago about you ended up drinking with the uh, the one band that night. Well, who was Corn? Corn. That's what it was. You know, that was like a random happenstance, right? That you ended up drinking with Corn. But how do you find this this up-leveled, you know, network? Well, it's understanding who you need to be with and who those people are that, uh, you know, what I have written down from my notes is who are ahead of you in the game? Who are those people that are one or two steps ahead of you? And what types of events are they doing and where are they hanging out? Are they going to the after bars? No, the after hours events? No. Uh, they're CEOs. They don't do after hour events. They do breakfast, you know, and it's understanding, you know. Yeah, but dude, so so here, here's here's what I know me when, when I was first doing it, I was so intimidated by these motherfuckers. Like I was a young dude out there networking, you know, trying to talk to these CEOs and everything. That shit didn't come natural to me. You know, uh, walking into a room full of CEOs, that was in my mind above my fucking pay grade. You know, because mm -hmm. I... I didn't have any skins on the wall to to tell myself I justified being in a room, but yet I'm selling or supposed to be a selling, I should say, at that point, you know, these fifty to one hundred thousand dollar printing projects is when I first got into networking. 
uh, it took a lot of work to get over that. Well, and if you're not uncomfortable networking, you're networking with the wrong crowd. You're not networking up. I like that. I like that. So, yeah, and that was because I, I will say, you know, as I went early on, dude, you, you go, I went to all the happy hours and things where I knew people. And, you know, you walk in the room and you're like, oh, there's my people. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Donnie. And then you find yourself. So, yeah. You were, you were literally Norm on Cheers. Donnie walks right. into the networking event. Donnie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't getting me anywhere because it was the same people, same level, doing the same thing. And it's because uh, this is sound conceited as fuck, but I was the biggest dog in the fucking room, right? So there was literally nobody for me to be intimidated by to have conversations. So I love but, the idea that it's got to be uncomfortable. But then when you went to started going to the uh, cattleman cattleman's club, is that Fort Worth club? Fort Worth club. Fort Worth club. You're in Texas, so I assume it's the Cattleman's Club. But there uh, is Fort a Cattleman's Worth, Club. The uh, Fort Worth Club, you know, now you're around all those people. You were uncomfortable, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, and then you were in the right place because now you were, you were forcing yourself to interact with people that you wouldn't normally interact with. Uh, so you have to be in those, those uh, uh, circles of people that you normally wouldn't hang out with. You know? Well, and, and I think that goes right and, along and with the club. Clients to go after, same thing. You got to go after clients that intimidate you. Exactly. And even when you're at a big event, you know, if you see yourself gravitating to the people you already know, that should be a signal to you. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm wasting my time. I need to go talk to the people I don't know. And right. I need to get into those new conversations. And it's really key when you are entering these new areas and you're, you're getting in front of people that uh, you're uncomfortable networking with because they're they're ahead of you. That you remember, I, I'm not here to sell and pitch them. I'm here to initiate a relationship and to get uh, become visible to them. So you know, leave your leave your business cards, leave your pamphlets, leave all that stuff behind, and well, start I, having I, conversations. I think the first time I went to TCU for a, a breakfast networking thing, right? I didn't do the college thing. You did the college thing. I didn't, man. So walking on that campus was almost a little bit fucking intimidating. You know, and we were doing this breakfast thing and, you know, the mayor of Fort Worth there, you know, uh, you have the city council, you have all these hard hitting CEOs and, you know, I, I'm in a suit, which I'm always uncomfortable in a fucking suit. And, you know, I'm supposed to go in there and strike up conversations with people. And I'll tell you, I was intimidated by the room itself, but it was funny was as I started talking to people, I realized that most of those motherfuckers were as, as as intimidated by the situation as I was. They were just as nervous as I was. So th there there was some relief in there, but I, it takes some cojones to walk into certain rooms and be confident that you're supposed to be there. Yeah, and as the as the introvert in this in this uh, uh, group of people. I, I get that. And he almost said know, relationship. I was going to say in this relationship, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's going to make Donnie uncomfortable. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, as an introvert, I can, I, I get that because, you know, I, I am uncomfortable in most uh, social situations and, and having to be the one that instigates all the stuff. So, but well, and it, I think that's a fascinating point. Cause I, don't, Cause I don't think most people who listen to the podcast know how much of an introvert you actually are 
<laughs> because, you know, sitting here, it's just like you and me talking, you know, you carry yourself very, very, very well. In most business situations, you'll carry yourself very, very well. But, you know, given the perfect world, you will sit and just be quiet and listen to everything and be completely content because of the introvert nature of yourself. And, you know, so I'm more fascinated that to understand how did you get into those bigger rooms, those leveled up rooms and uh, interact and engage with people? I'm nervous to tell people because we preach the whole concept of being authentic. Uh, and I had to go into those rooms and not be me for a while. Dude, it works, right? You, you've said that, but getting on stage is though, right? Yep. That, that, you know, you've got to become somebody else and then it's easier to act that role. And even, so on stage, it was a little bit different because I just became, it was more the, uh, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, you know, get bigger, louder, add yeah. more treble, turn more it up bass, the volume, a turn, bit, yeah. turn up the volume and just get more if of- you guys haven't seen that he's referencing a movie called uh, fighting with my family there's a scene with rock that uh dwayne johnson where he walks through how dwayne johnson became the rock and how to be that role it's a fucking great scene just youtube it so that's how i am on stage but in when i started the networking and i started going to big rooms especially because a lot of my early networking was for you know when i was doing the you know the big corporation stuff and we'd be at trade shows so i'd be in you know uh, convention centers packed with thousands of people walking around uh and i and i even then i hated just sitting at the booth i wanted to go out and like just like draw people in and do stuff which is very unintroverted of me but i i hated the hiding in the booth thing so I had to become the stereotypical outside salesperson. And I literally had to put on a different persona and act completely different and get in a completely Did you different give, mindset. Tell me you gave yourself a different name. So now you were like, you know, Steve or something. No, I, I still had to be Kevin because, you know, it'd been really hard to follow up with people. It's like, or hi, it's Kevin. You, you, you met my, uh, you, you met my twin Steve at the, at the conference. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Wow, you, you two must be identical Tw- twins. Yep, yep, totally. You know, except uh, I'm the introvert and he's the extrovert. I'm the smart one. Uh, yada yada yada. But no, I literally had to uh, pretend I was that introvert, and I had to like flip a switch. Otherwise, I'd be that person that I always talked about uh, when I do networking training about the person standing around the outside of the room, you know, trying to figure out who they can go talk to. Uh, and that was the other big thing for me once I started being the networking guy and, and working with other networking uh, businesses on how to network. I kind of had to be able to work a room. Right. <laughs> so uh, and I had to learn how to be. In what a cool trap, though, to know that you had to teach it. So you actually had to learn how to do it. Yep. Which is is. A, a fascinating thing. One of my friends in the UK did a presentation at a conference I was at on how to work a room. And he literally taught us the uh, formations people get into in uh, open networking. Uh, so you could tell if how, what level of networker you needed to be to be able to enter that conversation. So, you know, like a uh, close to where the two people are fit, uh, facing each other and they're really close together and they're talking. Yeah, that's a private conversation. You don't you don't join in. 
Uh, an open two is where they're uh, facing out a little bit and they're not like facing each other, but they're kind of at an angle. They're looking for Dude, people to you network. introverts crack me the fuck up. That is the silliest <laughs> shit I ever heard in my life, man. You know, I can, I can picture you looking at a fucking room of people going, where are their feet? Well, right? it's literally they, just how they're standing. It's no, looking... you just walk up. They're networking. Fuck their private conversation. <laughs> Business is supposed to be done. That's the funniest <laughs> shit. I never thought about how that. Now, I, now, I do know how to look at a room and go, okay, who do I need to get to? Um, but I do it by dispersonalities. But I never thought about how the conversation's going and by how they're 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 talking well, and, to each other. And then you have the size of the groups. If you have a group of three or four people that are kind of in a circle talking, you know, you it it takes it's more likely that someone like you will walk up and join the conversation than a more introverted person. You have to be a much more confident networker to join in that circle and just jump in and start talking. You know, everyone knows you would literally just jump in the middle and become the center of attention. But well, but there's a way to do, do that. that. No, but there's a way. I think. Even <laughs> oh, there's totally a way it. to do it. Yeah, I, I, I've done it, but not right away. Well, the, the trick is, I had to learn. is right. The, the the trick is you just got to find the moment where you can fit into the story. So whatever they're talking about. You just got to find your moment to fit into the story and grab the story. And can hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking. And I just want to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and I look forward to seeing you there. Continue the story. So if they're talking about football, which I don't know shit about football, you know, you've got to find your angle. And, you know, if you caught a highlight of the game or something, as they're talking about football, you can just literally slide in and go, but did you see the third play on the fourth quarter where dumb fuck fumbled the ball and then it cost him and then now you're into the conversation. It's the same way of dating, same way of picking up chicks. Donnie would comment on the, hey, did you see their new uniforms? I, right, I don't know if I like right. those colors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I don't know what the fuck this foosball you're talking about is. You know, <laughs> too funny. Too funny. So I know we've done one and two, which is understand what your network, uh, what you need to and what you need, what you need to give, how to network up. What's the third one in this? Don't silo yourself with just one type of networking. God, I was guilty of that. Yeah. And everyone does. It's like, ooh, uh, and it, it comes really heavily with people who are involved in certain networking organizations where it's like, oh, the. I network here and that's like 85% of my business. I'm like, you're dumb. You know, why are you only networking one place? You know, the whole idea of networking, I had this conversation with someone today, uh, is that you're out and about and you're meeting all kinds of people and you're having really cool conversations that are allowing you then to make uh, introductions to other people, to these new people that you just met. If you are well, not out introducing yourself to people and getting in front of new people in different places, you're not going to have people to introduce to the rest of your network and you're not going to be useful to them. Well, 
I, I think there's a, a plus and minus here. So I started off with one style of networking and realized that I got to a place where I knew everybody. Right. And, and so I'm like, okay, I've got to fucking get out of that network and go be everywhere. Well, the next thing you know, now I'm doing all the networking and I'm not getting any business because I'm doing all the networking. So I think there has to be, and I hate the word balance, but there has to be a fucking logical thought process to what's realistically uh, you're able to do because if all you're doing is fucking networking, you literally have no business because you're only networking. Well, and and when I say don't silo yourself with just one type of networking, that doesn't mean like spend 40 hours a week networking at all this stuff. You know, it means have a mixture of things that you're doing. You know, you might have your normal networking group that you meet with on a weekly basis. Hopefully that's SCN uh, and not one of the other ones. Uh, but then maybe unless you're multi-level have, marketing and then then it's not yes, SCN. But yeah, <laughs> then, then it's one of the other ones. But then maybe you also serve on a nonprofit board. So you have your board meeting and maybe some volunteer work with them uh, once a month. Uh, maybe you also are a member of Kiwanis or the Rotary or Lions or uh, Shriners or whatever service organization. I think if you, you said, if them. you're fucking old, go join Kiwanis, the Rotary, whatever. There are a lot of people that are not old that are in Shriners. So that must be a much. Yankee thing. Shriners? So, the, the uh, I don't know about people? Shriners, but uh, uh, I don't know about Shriners. Those are the people that drive the little cars, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yep. I don't, they put I don't... on the circus. They have the Fez. They have a children's hospital. They have the what? Their hats are called Fezes. The red, the red cone shape. You hat. fucking That's Yankees fucking and your fest. goddamn funky names for shit. That's literally what it's called. We didn't come what, up what, with it. What, what, what do you call a beanie? Okay, that's a Canadian term. It's called. They call it a toque. <laughs> <laughs> I use the word with you just because it annoys you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, no. But yeah, you, I. I just want you to have that mixture of different opportunities where you're getting in front of people. You know, it's still only two or three hours a week. But you're not, you know, but you're getting exposed to different situations and different people. Cool. And then what's the fourth one? Number four is don't hold back from asking for help. So a lot um, the, the, of... Go ahead. Go ahead no, you, you say your thought and then I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't know what networking was, really, what I was supposed to do for the longest time is when I first got into it. And, uh, you know, I learned best through osmosis by fucking doing things. And so uh, I just had to fuck it up enough to figure it out. But then I learned, you know, like I did with most of my sales, that there's somebody who's kicking ass at it. And the more often I found the person who's kicking ass at it and asked them what they're doing, uh, the faster I was able to, you know, learn to leverage the network as a whole. That was my two cents. Yeah. And the, the thing in business, uh, especially with with guys, is that, you know, you don't want to show weakness by asking for help. Right. And you don't want to, you know, show that you're uh, you're not as in charge and in control of your business and its destiny as you want to be by go telling someone, hey, I don't know how to do this or I'm curious about this and getting input. That's one of the cool things about having a really great network and spending time building it is that you if you've spent time uh, networking up and, and building relationships, you can call those people and say, hey, hey, Donnie, I have a question here. I yeah. I have this going on and I'm not sure what I should do. I'm thinking this, but that, I don't know if that feels right. 
and then get that feedback. That is a great way to build that relationship with those people because they get to help you. Uh, and it's not, you know, it doesn't cost them money. They don't have to give up their reputation by introducing someone, but they get to be involved and feel and build that relationship. And now they get to know you better. So there it becomes easier for them to make those introductions down the road. So, you know, whether you're asking for help on a social media site and you're saying, hey, I'm looking for uh, feedback on this, or you're calling people directly, you need to use your networking tools to ask people to engage and to help you with stuff. It just makes you yep. human and it makes it more, much more relatable. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I was shocked that people really thought that I was good at all this was when a, a gentleman that I really, really, really expected, he was a, he, he still is a custom home builder. Um, he, you know, called me up one day and he said, hey, can I buy you breakfast? And I'm like, sure. So I met him out for breakfast and we spent the entire time and he was asking me how I've been able to build the network locally like I had. And one of the things that I did, and he was damn near grilling me uh, on the process and, uh, and I won't use his name. And I finally said, why are you asking me all this? He goes, dude, you're one of the best in the game I've seen do this. And he goes, you, because we were with the Builders Association, he goes, I've never seen anybody get inside of association like ours, like you have, and be able to leverage the, this association as fast as you've done it. He goes, six months you were sitting on the board, you know, of an association that you knew absolutely nothing about. He goes, I'm just fascinated by how you pulled it off. And I said, and my, my biggest answer once he told me that was, dude, I said, I, I, I got to make a living. And I'm not making a living if I'm just flying by, floating in. I said, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to try and take over because the guy at top always gets all the good stuff. So, uh, uh, but it was, it, was, it was cool to see somebody who I, and I still respect the shit out of, pull me aside and ask me all the questions. Yeah, it's always cool when that happens. And, and that's a cool thing about when you ask someone for that help, you might be giving them that ego boost yeah. right when they need it. Yeah. And you don't even know that they, you know, what they have going on in the world that you saying, hey, I really uh, want your feedback because I respect, you know, what you've done. And they're going to be like, oh, wow, that, that's really cool. And you can have a huge impact on them just by asking them the question. Very cool. And number five. Number five, take control of the relationship. What so do uh, I don't mean this in the uh, toxic, you know, domineering, uh, you will do this and you will do that way. Uh, I really mean that you need to spend time working on it. You need to control what's happening and not just say, oh, I met this really cool person we met and then hope stuff happens. You need to purposely work the, the relationship. And, you know, we talk a lot about next steps. You get done with one meeting. All right. So what are we doing next? And then what happens if we don't do those things by the time we say they're going to do and really, you know, purposely working on how do we keep expanding the relationship and doing more and more for each other? Because if you don't, we all get busy and you're not going to be top of mind. So, you know, how are you following up? What do those look like? How are you engaging with them on social media? You know, what types of activities are you doing that's going to keep both of you in front of each other? Uh, and just but you have to actively do it. So you got to take control of over how you build the relationship. 
Yeah, I think the the when you first meet with somebody, there's a God, I don't know what the right word of it for it is, but there's this measuring of each other, if you will, as you're forming that relationship. And you know, there was a group of people that I hung out with in Fort Worth that between the couple of us, we knew everybody in town and everybody got to come hang out and play, but there was almost an inner circle of people that, and they, they got to that inner circle only because of they played the game the same level as we played the game. And I think there's, there's a, and measuring is the only word I can come up with of when you meet somebody, you're trying to understand, is it talk or are they able to actually open doors? Are they able to actually get you to the people you need to get to? Um, are they a true connector of people type person or are they strictly a taker? And because a lot of people I think out the gate will come across as they're a connector, but then you'll find out they're strictly a taker. They're not actually opening doors for people, even though they're like, hey man, my favorite thing in the world to do is network and connect people. So there's almost a, a measuring that happens to understand people. So I like this idea of controlling the relationship. I think you need to, in that, know specifically what type of people you're looking for and how to stack them up against the type of people you really want to hang out with that's going to open your your rolodex because even takers have a place right if you know takers then uh you can understand how or figure out i should say how to leverage them and actually get to their network but um that that controlling the conversation i don't know if it's better said guiding the conversation but uh all in all i like that kind of measuring of what you're doing with that relationship because that goes back to i still rank my network well and you want to be finding people that are going to strengthen your network and if you're yeah. not continually assessing who's in your network and the time you're spending with them based on what it's providing to you and your net the rest of your network you know you really risk spending a ton of time on unprofitable and unproductive stuff you know, if you aren't looking at, all right, so how do I continually improve my network? You know, there are people that are going to come into your network that only need to be there for a, a limited amount of time, and that's okay. There are other people that are going to come into your network that are going to be there forever. And that's cool too. But it's understanding, you know, you know, for me, when I look at my network, it's understanding, all right, so where do I have deficiencies in people that I can introduce? You know, what are my... Uh, what are the people in my network? What are my clients asking for that I can't find them? That I need now mm. need to. I'm either I reaching that. Well, that I'm reaching too far uh, out into the outer circles of my network to find people, and then it's like, all right, so how do I find badasses that I can bring into that close point that can be in my special operations team that are my go-to people that I put on my website and that I give to my best clients because I know they're going to do badass things for them. Uh, so it's, you know, or sometimes like, you know, like you recently was starting your little CEO mastermind group, mm -hmm. you know, you needed specific things in your network to help us keep pushing SCN and success champions forward. So you went out and found it and you made that. Yep. 
that's the same yep. concept and it's measuring. And if you just pick the first two CEOs that you found, you risk not having the right ones in that group. So you had to do the measuring. You had to yeah. make sure you had the right people in that group. Yeah. So, dude, I love this. What a great list. So uh, there you go, guys. Five different things that you can do to grow and leverage your network. First one was understand what you need and what you can give. Second one, network up. Third one, don't silo yourself. Fourth one, don't hold back asking for help. And fifth one, take control of your relationships. You know, if you guys haven't visited a Success Champion Networking chapter, man, get your butts over there. It's it's legit next level networking. We've literally changed how the world networks. And you can visit any one of our chapters for free. Just head over to successchampionnetworking.com. And as always, guys, if you got any tips, tricks, any value out of this thing, please do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribed. Share this out. Leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, and, dude, love you, mean it. Say bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as success champions.